you can't force those aha moments you can't force those moments where something drops from your head into your heart or just changes the shape of your brain because you just can't unsee it anymore welcome to another episode of real you real money today I wanted to share some lessons with you. So if you came along to my workshop a couple of weeks ago, I'm afraid the replay's expired now. It was awesome. I'm sorry you missed it. But if you came along to that workshop, you would have heard me talk about the fact that over the last 18 months, my business has been going through some stuff. And I I want to be sharing about that more now I feel like I'm out of it. I think it's Brené Brown that talks about sharing from the scar, not the wound, like sharing from a healed place. And I'm definitely in a place where I feel safe to start sharing about that experience over the last 18 months, possibly a little bit more. There's still parts of it unpack, I'm unpacking. And as I said on the workshop, I think we have to be really careful when we share this sort of stuff because it's very easy for things to be better for five minutes and then to start teaching people that this is how I made it better. And, and actually it's not being tested enough and we need to be really careful as coaches how we talk about this stuff. So the stuff I'm going to be sharing is the stuff that I'm like, yeah, I can now say, that worked it's either stuff that I've learned before and I applied it again because anyone else sometimes take a long time to learn the lessons even if you're, you're the one that teaches them so some of it is stuff that I know works and once I started applying it, I was like ah Ray why did we not do this earlier and some of it is things where you know I I can say like yes I've been doing this for a while now this stuff is it is doing what it needs to do essentially and one thing I was going to say before I go into it too much as well is I'm going to keep most of my chat as that wound that scar heals even more I'm going to keep a lot of the chat to the podcast and to my email list I don't know why I think mostly because it does still feel a little bit vulnerable it's tricky to be a money coach who like oh so much to say it's tricky to be a money coach when your business is not making the money that you would like it to, like it brings stuff up. And yet, and yet, of course, when we are having a difficult time in our business, the money is the main thing that suffers often, not every time, but often, because money is a symptom. And that's something I, you know, really want you all to hear is something people say when they get into my programs is they're often like this is less about money than I thought and don't get me wrong we talk a lot about we talk a lot about money all the time because it's such a huge part of business and and being coached within that space but we probably talk more about conditioning about internalized misogyny about experiences in your life and how they're informing how you show up around money than we do about the specifics of money and as a money coach I'm not immune to that you know I'm aware that when the money is not flowing and and I need to be really clear my income did take a hit but it was still you know I I still want to be very grateful for where I was at like things were still good but equally my expenses as a six-figure business owner are higher and I was aware that there was some stuff going on there that needed addressing and money is a symptom of that 
a, a, a symptom of the issue. And there's been lots of layers to it. There was at the beginning of the year, like we called it project, get our ducks in a row. We noticed Kay and I, who's my, we call her my right-hand person, we realized that like I hadn't brought in like many people signing up to my email list last year. If you look at my stats, I didn't have a freebie. I'd stopped doing masterclasses. I often do guest masterclasses for people. I don't know if I'd been on, I think I'd been on podcasts, but maybe not many podcasts. And I'd really like that had really stagnated my list. Like there were, I wasn't getting many new people on it. And that had a real impact on my income. And so that was the beginning of the year. We were like, right, let's get these sorts of things sorted. Let's make sure we've got freebies. And now we've got at least two, maybe more. And I'm doing, I hadn't really done many workshops last year. I've started to do those again. And I actually would like to, I think I'm going to make those a much more regular feature. I would like to make those a monthly thing that happens. I'm always really aware. I don't want to like sometimes when I commit to things it instantly pisses on my creativity does anyone else have that so I want to be really careful because I don't want to over promise and then not do the thing I've learned from that but equally yeah I, I love that kind of life teaching and I just hadn't been doing it so we did look at a few things like that at the beginning of the year and and also I stopped using my Facebook group that was a huge transition and I stopped using my Facebook group at the moment, Instagram went funky and not in a good way, like a stinky way rather than a like dance way. And so that has been interesting to find my feet again. And like, how do you grow a community? How do you really have that space where I'd always had on Facebook? But how do you do that on a different platform? And it's still quieter, not in terms of numbers, in terms of like what I loved about Facebook groups was that people can start the conversation themselves. And at the moment, that can't happen on Instagram so easily. I think it can happen in comments to a point, but I love, I love that. I love that real sense of I'm not the only one owning this community. Other people are in it too. So there were bit, there were, there's been like those sorts of things going on. Obviously, I think a lot of people have had a tricky time this year or and last year. And I think that's sort of shockwaves from the pandemic, as well as all the other things that have happened over the last five years, really. But particularly, it's felt like it's ramped up in the last two. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not saying those things aren't, aren't, haven't been difficult to navigate and they haven't absolutely have been big things. But I do think the pandemic as a background makes us read them differently. And I think for those of us that are, and I'm guessing this is everybody probably listening to this, those of us that lean towards the left politically, Trump coming in in 2016, the Tories in the UK just like annihilating the country and still being here. There's a lot of like background to rest these difficult things that are coming up. And I think they it makes them feel, it magnifies them. It makes it feel even more than maybe it would in a different context. Not That's not to take away from their impact at all. It's more just to explain why it, it all feels so relentless right now. So I think all of that's been going on. And I've been figuring some stuff out. I wrote an email last week, at the end of last week, just talking about how for the longest time, like early 2021, I had this feeling of like, Ray, there's, there's, a di- I don't know if anyone else gets this feeling. I know clients of mine do. And so hopefully if you're listening, you get this sense too. I don't even like the phrase, but like, I want to say like next level 
feeling but maybe a preferred way for me to say it would be like there's space for me to take up that I'm not taking up and I've talked about this in a few different places and I had that sense for so long but I was not letting myself go there and I couldn't even explain why I really couldn't explain why and as I did that and I've talked a bit about that sort of side of things but I don't think I've talked about the fact that as I I remember sitting exactly where I'm sitting now at my desk and sort of going right all right I'm gonna do this I'm going to step through that door because the image I always had in my head was of me holding onto the door frame and it was almost like I don't know what was trying to push me into this new space and I just was like no no nope and I didn't really know why I was doing that because I know and I know enough I've done this enough to know that what's on that other side is generally like more you more being who you who you are who you were created to be, like good stuff is on that other side. And yet it can be really scary, really scary. And I think some of it was about visibility, about being seen and what that would mean. I think in 2020, there was particularly in the UK, some real kickback around coaching that got in my head I think it got in a lot of our heads for coaches listening you might know the situation I'm not, definitely not going to start talking about it but the situation I'm talking about because it's a can of worms and even though and, and again I wrote a post about this the other day you know I've had so many people have dm'd me recently saying like you know people are being so much more discerning with what they're buying and these are brilliant ethically minded empathetic kind generous human beings and they are people that I know want to ensure that their clients and customers and the people that buy from other people have a consensual relationship with what they buy they want to they don't want to be part of any pressuring they don't want any of that and yet they are saying oh, people are being so much more discerning. It's so much harder. <laughs> it's really interesting because I wrote in this post, like, you are made for times like these, you know? This, you know, yes, in the coaching industry, I think people have got wise to some of the stuff. Thank fuck. I'm so glad. I'm so glad people are getting wise to it. And actually... I feel like that makes this my time. Not because I am a foolproofly trustworthy person. Like I mess up. If you're in plenty, if you're in my programs, you know, you know, I mess up. I messed up this last couple of weeks. But what I also do is try and own that wherever I can, wherever I see it, try and apologize and hold my hands up and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. And that's what we're looking for, by the way. We're not looking for people who don't do things, you know, never do anything that's considered unethical because it keeps changing. The line on that changes all the time. But equally, what we really want is, like, if you're sat there going, oh, people are being more discerning with what they buy, it's hard. 
then show up, let them see who you are. And I get that that's vulnerable because then it's like, but what if I'm wrong? What if I'm not as trustworthy? What if I'm not the right person for this moment? But you are. As long as you get yourself into a space where you can apologize and you can own stuff, that's really what we want. We want people who could admit their mistakes. We want people who will continue to evolve. We want people who will treat other humans as humans. And also if you are tying yourself up in knots to the point that you're not even showing up around this, you can trust yourself a lot more than you're letting yourself at the moment. These are some of the things that just got in my way like a kind of just a culmination of so many different things but I did decide to step into that next space that that concern that if you're seen if you step into that space if I allow myself to be bigger what are the consequences of that and I and and again like you can track this through the recent episodes this the kind of way that this is unraveled because one of the things that happened for me and I talk about this in the episode where I talk about is is fear or purpose running your business? I can't remember the number, but it's only a few episodes back from this one. I talk about the fact that one of the things that got me through it, one of the things that's got me through like being concerned about that sort of thing is I'd rather get it wrong and express this stuff and let, and, and it inspire people listening to this podcast, people reading my content, people doing my courses to make money. I'd rather be seen to get it wrong and that happen than make the money than always be seen to make get it right but the impact not happen because I'm holding back and I'm not telling the truth and I'm trying to make sure that I'm being hyper vigilant essentially and trying to check that everything's okay which is a space I can absolutely fall into so these are some of the things but I wanted to give you four actual lessons And the first one and the second one are really linked. So the first one is getting crystal clear on your message and your purpose. Now, when I say that, what I want you to know is it doesn't mean concrete. It doesn't mean this is my message. It's never going to change. This is the correct one. It means starting to really hone in on what it is you talk about. And allowing yourself to do the things you know you should be doing anyway. Now, I hope like this will make sense. But basically, often when we go through something like I've been through recently, where we're like, oh, this feels a bit messy. I'm not sure what's going on. I can't quite grab the threads. Often when we get clarity, what happens is we go, ha, I knew that. I knew that actually. One of the big things for me was realizing that I needed to drop being a business coach. I've probably known that for two or three years and I've played with it in my Instagram bio. (laughs) I've gone back and forth on it quite a few times, but it scared me because it was a relinquishing of some control. And so when it was said to me, you need to, you know, it's not clear what you do. I was like, yeah, I know. And yeah, it's so interesting because there was some safety in that murkiness, some self-protection. 
because if it's really clear it could take off it's really obvious why don't I just muddy the waters a little bit and the difference in my business since I've done that and some of you might have noticed and I have spoken about it on a previous podcast and some of you might not but for me the clarity of what I'm talking about and I come back to this and I've I'm sure I I certainly say this to clients all the time. I may have said it on here all the time as well, but it's this thing. And I think it's a Rachel Rogers quote of only speak to your ideal client and ignore everyone else. I am here for the people who want to make more money, who recognize that it's not just about mindset, although that does come into it that their perspective is impacted by wider society, by the soil they were grown in, by conformity culture, the people who recognize that they have tried to do things the ways they've been told and either they can't stick to it or it doesn't work even when they do do it. Some of us can contort ourselves into certain shapes but we can't hold it, we can't sustain it. And others of us, we can't even get into the shape. It's like I can't touch my toes and sometimes it feels like that in business I'm being told to do a thing and I'm like yeah I hear you I know some people can touch their toes I can't and sure if I did the the exercises and stuff I'm sure eventually I could touch my toes but the energy I'm going to expend when I could just do it a different way this is where the metaphor falls down but when I could just do it a different way that doesn't involve me having to go against what fits for me, it's gonna be a lot and it's gonna cost me a lot of money. Like if I wanna touch my toes, I'm gonna have to be buying some kind of training. I'm probably gonna need somebody to personally look at how I do certain things, blah, 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 blah. And when we look at that from a business point of view, what if we could be making money exactly as we already are? Maybe we don't need to touch our toes to make money. Maybe we don't need to contort ourselves. No, maybe. You do not need to contort yourselves into these random shapes that somebody decided works. It all works. And it all doesn't work for different people. And I know sometimes that can feel like, oh, but Ray, that makes everything so enormous. It makes me feel like there's no right answer. And that can be both comforting and awful, right? At the same time. But there is an answer for you and you will be far closer to knowing what that is than you realize. I promise you, you are so much closer than you realize. It's probably staring you in the face. And this is the thing. So get crystal clear on your message, crystal clear on your purpose. If anything in your business is confusing you, it's confusing other people too. And and I want to be really clear. We cannot force the kind of clarity that I have experienced in the last four months. You can't force that. And my clarity was like, you know, it's a bit like a mirror that needed cleaning over and over again. And eventually it was crystal clear. 
but it, it it was going on it was getting clearer and clearer and clearer but you can't force those aha moments you can't force those moments where something drops from your head into your heart or just changes the shape of your brain because you just can't unsee it anymore but what you can do is create the um, circumstances the environment for that kind of shift so the, the second point is so the first one is get crystal clear on your message, get crystal clear on your purpose, get crystal clear on your transformation, on your offers. Whatever there's murkiness, take it from your brain and put it on a page, put it into conversations with people. The second one, very closely linked, and this is in your messaging. This is particularly in your messaging. And this was such a like, oh, I think I see this now. In your content, whether you're a product-based business or, or a service-based business, you need to be repeating yourself more. You need to be risking being boring because you need people to go, that's Ray, she's a money coach. That's Ray, she talks about conformity culture. That's Ray, she talks about how when you're the real you, you make money. People need to hear it over and over and over again. And I think one of the ways in which conformity culture conditioning plays into this is that feeling, I think, particularly for women, particularly for people socialized as female, there is this feeling of we've got to be sparkly and attractive and new and young and interesting to hold people's attention and to earn their respect and in business earn their money, earn the right for them to buy from us. We don't want to be boring them. I have seen three launches from well-established coaches, three in the last week or so, where they have apologized for how much they're emailing. Please don't do that. Even if you're feeling it, please don't put that in your clients' minds that you're emailing too much because you're feeling it and because you're worried they're feeling it. That's one to take to your friend on WhatsApp. Ideally, that's one to take to your coaching group and be like, I feel like I'm like just bothering them, feel like I'm too much. That's a taking up space, coaching, maybe even therapy situation. It's not something to be part of your content. I don't want to receive an email from someone that says, I know I'm really bothering you. Oh, are you? You're not bothering me. Oh, now it feels like a weird power dynamic where you're apologizing to me. And I, I feel like I need to make you feel better. No, 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 no. It's not that you can't feel this, by the way. It's so normal to feel this. Oh my God. But don't tell them how they feel. Maybe they're jumping for joy every time your email comes in. Maybe they search your name on Instagram because they're worried they've missed your content. Maybe they spend hours looking at your website. Maybe they've listened to every single one of your podcast episodes. Allow yourself to receive that. That investment of not just money, of time and attention, of joy in what you do. And yeah, get comfortable repeating yourself from your message, from the transformation you offer, from just your products being seen over and over again, from your content, from the amount 
that you speak to people from the amount of places they can access your brilliance. And I've called this lesson like repeating yourself, but maybe it's like taking up space, marketing space. So number one, get crystal clear on your message and your purpose. Number two, take up space, repeat yourself. We feel like we have to earn money by being new and exciting all the time. We're terrified of annoying someone, terrified of turning them off, terrified of, and I think some imposter syndrome comes in here. Like, what if they think I've got, I don't like, I've got nothing to say. What if they think this is all I know? You know what? If you've got like, I'm, and this bit I am talking to service providers, but because it doesn't work in the same way for product-based businesses, this one, but if what you do is transformational, which it is, by the way, I'm sure, <laughs> then that deserves to be repeated. I often think about, because I'm such a Grey's Anatomy fan, I often think about how specialist um, surgeons often are. And like, you know, I don't look at a brain surgeon, which is one of the most like specialized surgeries and go, ah, can't do the heart though, can he? She doesn't know how to operate on, on bones, so what a loser. No, you see their specialism as a sign of their skill. And your message is no different. And the reason I say it doesn't work so much with product-based businesses because, and maybe you tell me, pop into my DMs, let me know. Maybe you do feel like sometimes I need to create more and more and more. But we know, like, one of the downfalls, look at a menu. You know, when you go into a restaurant and it's a huge, like, home economics style project style menu all in the like a pocket like folder things and you're like oh my god and you know it's not going to be good because they haven't honed their skill on all of those things you go into a restaurant and it's a much smaller menu you're going to get good stuff because they've honed their skill they've mastered each one of those recipes they've thought about the ingredients they haven't just whacked it on because they're trying to appeal to everybody So repeat yourself. And this is the thing, what I noticed, because the, my third thing is, and this was a big mistake that I made, I stopped investing in the kind of, like at one point I stopped investing in support altogether. I still have my supervisor, because that's a different thing. But in terms of business support, I really stopped investing in it. And I totally hear and agree with the fact like there's a whole thing like coaches. When I was first a coach, everyone would say coaches have to have coaches. Like if you're not investing in a coach, then how can you expect other people to? That was the like sort of message that went around. I don't agree with that. I don't think you have to have a coach. I do think I always need a coach right now. I'm an evolving human. At some point, maybe I won't. The difference in me when I'm being coached is enormous, absolutely enormous. And particularly what works for me is one-to-one -one and like smaller groups where I can feel seen. But when times are tricky, when we've got the fear, which often precedes the tricky time, it makes sense sometimes to go, oh, well, I could save a bit of money there, so I won't. Equally, some of you will be sat here and some of you will have been looking at real you, real money. Let's have a very honest conversation about this bit. Some of you, We'll be looking at real you, real money. And you're like, it looks good, but it's too much. I can't. And what you haven't thought about is 
how could I make that money? How can I make that 835 pounds a month? Because I want you to be in a place, oh my God, I want it with all of my heart for you to be in a place where you look at that and go, oh, that's not very much to make a month. I can do that. What could I do? Knowing that you're stepping into a place with loads of support. And so the reason I say like this, this lesson, which is a hilarious lesson because like, God, do I know this one? And yet I, I fell into so many traps with it. It was investing in people where I learned that I needed to repeat myself more. It was investing in people that are making more money than me. And, I, and by the way, I don't think you always have to do that. I don't think you always have to have somebody making more than you as your coach at all. But it happened that the people I was investing in were. And they were people who I was like, oh, you repeat yourself a lot more than I do. And I realized that the sort of messaging and the sort of approach I had around my content got me to six figures, got me to like 150, even like during the pandemic, 200 grand. And I've sort of wavered slightly under that since. Got me to got me to that point, but I don't think it's going to get me further. Because, like I said, you want people to go, that's Ray. She's that real you, real money lady. She's the person that talks about it in this context. She's, she's money. She is the money person for people like me, you know, because we've all got our niche pockets of people and there's a, there's a lot of humans. There's plenty of humans who will get your message. So I found that out from investing in people and them either telling me or, or once one of the people had told me, me noticing it, me hanging around in spaces with people who were charging certain amounts, who felt certain ways about money, who talked about it, who saw that in me and told me about it and kind of drew that out of me, drew me into these bigger spaces. And I think, do you know what? And I'm just realizing this as I talk. I think one of the fears with walking through that door, that imaginary door that I built up in my head was I was on my own. I was walking through that door by myself and you know what allowed me to really walk through it? There were a load of people either side of me and on the other side as well, just ready to welcome me. I wasn't stepping into this empty, huge room that I thought I was. I was stepping into a space where I was welcome, where I had support. And you know, it's tricky. I wanna be really clear. This was never something I taught for everybody, but for me, I really found that when I invested, I would find that I was able to up my income. I could like rise to that occasion almost. And then when I was just not, I always think about in, in Enneagram stuff, anyone's familiar with that, they talk about when you're in health or in decline, like when you're doing well when you're feeling like and, and to give you an example I think often and this I might not be quite right on this but often people like Donald Trump or Barack Obama are often the same personality type or have the same Enneagram but Donald Trump would be in decline and Obama would be in health so you have different sides of your personality that show up 
depending what your environment's like, what how you're feeling, how you are looking after yourself, you know, all of that stuff, what your beliefs and your thoughts are. And so I was very much in that more decliny place. And I was finding that sometimes investments were feeling unsafe. And they weren't inspiring me to make more money. And I think this is the thing for you to check in with yourself. And the coach I'm working with now is really amazing about this because I was really honest about that. And she was like, we need to make room for all of your parts here. So like, it's like, you've got some parts of you that totally are on board and you've got other parts that are really scared. And what was interesting is in the process of signing up with her again, which I've done recently, I was able to recognize that the parts that were scared were not going to, I I wasn't going to be able to decide to sign up and have them not be scared anymore. A bit like, you know, my kids are sometimes like, my youngest kid is really scared of the dark. And so we make space for that. We're not just trying to fix the fear. We're trying to honor it and let him navigate that in his own time. And sometimes with fears around investing, what I decided was I really trust the parts of me that want to do this. I think that they are really onto something. And I, the, the scared part, it's not that I don't trust it, but it's not really a part that I will put a lot of trust in because, and, and maybe one of you might want to message me and be like, mm, Ray, have you ever thought about it this way? And I'm here for it. But Liz Gilbert says this in um, Playing Big. Like fear is welcome along for the journey, but it doesn't get to drive. It doesn't get to make the decisions. And it was very much at that moment of like, okay, I am not going to necessarily be able to placate and calm and change the mind of this part. Instead, I'm just going to let it be there. I'm not going to shame it for its feelings, but I'm also not going to let it make my decisions for me because making decisions from a place of, of scarcity is rarely a good plan. Never a good plan. So get crystal clear, repeat yourself, give yourself permission to take up space in that way. Don't make the mistake of stopping investing in support and get clear on how that support looks. So this is one of the reasons with Real You, Real Money, the coaching program, I've I've merged one-to-one with group programs and e-learning. Now I wanna be really clear, that could sound like, oh my God, we're gonna be doing so much. We're really not. You'll get a weekly round table and they're gonna look different ways. The workshops will be more monthly and that that will depend what we're talking about. And then the one-to-ones are purely you time and you get one a month for us to really connect, go deep on your business and pinpoint what's showing up for you. And that combination of inspirational learning, community support and learning, like in group coaching programs, you get the most beautiful thing of processing stuff having the opportunity to process stuff far faster than if you're doing one-to-one because somebody brings up something and goes, oh, I, you know, I listened to the, to this month's training and it made me realize this about how I relate to money. And had that person not said that, you would never have connected the dots that it connects for you. And then what you get to do is take it into one-to-one. 
and going on it some more in the, in like the most safe environment I can create for anyone. I can't create an absolutely foolproof safe environment, but one-to-one is the safest I can because it's just me and you, just me and you. And there's no judgments. It is my job to not judge you for things. It is my job to reflect back to you how I see you, your brilliance, and not even just how I see you, who you actually are. Like, that's my job. And that's why I have my own coaching and I have a supervisor and I do lots of reading and listening and learning of my own to keep my own energy as clean as possible. So it's not getting entangled with yours. So I can really reflect to you. This is who you are. This is what you're capable of. And this is where what you've been told you are is getting tangled up in that. And so those investments can be the most gloriously supportive way to show up in your business in the ways that actually work. Because you're cleaning up that energy. You're cleaning up all of the like conditioning stuff and the the thought stuff and the past experience stuff and the fears and the this is how I should do it versus this is who I am, all of the like questioning yourself, you have space to just spill that out as well as space to learn and unravel what you've been taught and to rebuild the how you want to show up around money and in your business. And so investing is not something to kick the curb because you're having a difficult time. It is something to get creative with. Like I said, if you're looking at real you, real money, I mean, go, go all out. How could you make 5K this week? That's a fun thought experiment to do. But certainly, how could you make £835 extra a month? I'd love for you to get off this um, podcast, sit down and be like, right, 20 ways I could do that. And that's the sort of thing we do. <laughs> and then the final, number four. And this one is really annoying, I think but I couldn't not include it. And that's persistence. And I think that's a really tricky, I feel like people don't talk about that much. Like one of the ways I made it through was I just kept showing up with gritty, wobbly self-trust. I really wanna be clear. I wasn't going, oh, everything's really sticky. I just feel like I really trust myself though. So it's fine. Like I was like, ah. And sometimes I was like, you know what? Now I feel good. And then I'd be like, ah. And it was just like, it was a lot of different things, but there's like a deep, deep self-trust, a deep knowing that exists. Some of you know what I'm talking about as soon as I say that. Some of you maybe feel a bubbling of that. And some of you are going to hear that and go, no, I don't have that, Ray. And yet, here's what I want to say to you. Why are you listening to this podcast then? Why have you invested in any programs? Why have you bought stock? Why have you created things? There's something. There's a little nugget of something that can be drawn out there. And I really, really want you to like, just take a moment to be like, huh, yeah. Why do I keep showing up for this? Why do I write content when I do it? Why do I read the books, listen to the podcasts? 
Because if you really believe just absolutely you didn't have any trust that you could do it, not a bit, I don't think you'd be here. A suspicion is enough. That can grow. We just need a glimmer. So yeah, the persistence, the trust, and I, I focused and I worked so hard on learning how to trust that. Bear in mind, three years ago, when my therapist talked to me about trusting myself, I didn't understand what she meant. It was so foreign to me as a concept. So this was all going on <laughs> while I was like under the surface of the business. And it doesn't, it makes sense that I've had to like recalibrate a load of stuff. So that persistence, that like showing up day in, day out, one foot in front of the other, that will help you to create as well the environment that allows you to have those big downloads, those aha moments. And one of the ways that that looks like for me when I'm creating that environment is investing in people. So that I, you know, because I've got amazing friends on the end of a WhatsApp, former coaches that I'm still friends with, who are brilliantly supportive. But let's be honest, if I'm having a wobble, and because a lot of those people are coaches as well, I don't necessarily want to be like, hey, can I get some free coaching from you? Because I'm not investing in my own. And equally, some of them are not coaches. And they're not therapists. And they'll just tell me what to do because they haven't done the listening skills training and that's okay like that just to be clear coaches and therapists we have to learn how to listen <laughs> like actively listen like it's a whole thing <laughs> so creating those conditions there's lots of things that it will look completely individual for different people but certainly that's a big part for me it's also about being quiet about being reflective about making space for things like doing this podcast because this being able to talk freely is a really good thing for me listening to podcasts and learning from books that's a huge part of it writing content like sharing in that way huge part of it for me could look completely different for you but have a think about how you create that and then persistently create it. And that also includes on the days you don't, coming back to it the next day or the next week or the next month, because you're not superhuman. You're not just going to sit in a perpetual state of receiving when you're not getting anything. <laughs> like, oh, where is it? I can't keep showing up like this. That's all fine. Doesn't mean it's not working just how you are in that moment so those are my lessons that I wanted to share with you about this stuff and if you are interested in real you real money hit me up book a call with me I love a call and if you don't want to book the call pop me an Instagram DM or you know just go ahead and buy it because if it's calling to you it's for you it's been lovely to chat to you all I hope that you are well and that you get rest today in any way that you need. And I will see you on next week's 